0: Listening to the Giggles Live Radio Network. Listening to the Giggles Live Radio Network.
1: To Port and Stuff on the Giggles Live Radio Network. Episode 5 of Port and Stuff, and we have so many exciting things we've got to get to because really a lot's happened since the last time the three of us have gotten together, and um, you know, this, <laughs> it's just important <laughs> that we cover it all. Yeah. And uh, I'm just excited. In today's episode, we are talking about a ship called the Britannic, and we will get to that a little bit later, right? The Britannic. The Britannic. So I want to talk about um, the the big beach cleanup efforts. Number one, we had some big companies that joined in. Yep. The Amgen came out, yeah. and it looked like that was like a major effort. and It looked like it was a big success.
2: You know, a big shout out to the GMAC, Global Marketing and Access Capabilities Division of Amgen and Thousand Oaks, and uh, they brought about, 70 maybe 80 people i'm not quite sure and um they came motivated and uh, we did a heck of an effort and we coordinated effort and we marched down the beach and we went to where the rubbish is and we filled up four dumpsters wow yeah four dumpsters we had a little bit of a mistake a communicated error which i will take responsibility for but we uh we accidentally placed a dumpster in a sensitive area where the snowy plovers nest. And the good news is, is that they, um, had already hatched. All the nests had already hatched. And so the, the little baby chicks were doing what they do on the shoreline. So we're, we're feeling pretty good that we didn't, um, accidentally cause. Any disturbance. Despair. Yeah. (laughs) Problems. But, you know, we shouldn't have been there and, um, Um, anyways, it was unfortunate, but the fact that we placed a dumpster there made me investigate to look and make sure that no, no plovers got injured. Uh And then I noticed a a bird and at first I thought it was a, like an offspring, like a big hawk and I thought it was eating something. So I approached it a little closer and then we realized it was a pelican Mm -hmm. that had a big lure with three big treble hooks caught in it and so it was he was caught in a plastic he was
1: someone who fell into the exact victimhood of exactly what you're trying to prevent by getting all that trash off the beach right
2: yeah and the poor guy was uh, wrapped up in a plastic fence that the fence is there to protect the snowy plover mm-hmm. so it uh ended up being quite the ordeal to get him unhooked we of course we didn't have any tools and we saw fishermen and so we ran up to him and got a knife and some scissors and we already had one knife and um we had i guess pelicans have this thing called a pelican lice or something oh no oh, it was nasty wow. yeah so i'm yeah, covered it's...
1: in bugs and yeah i'm ready to start itching right now i oh, felt yeah. itchy just talking to you about oh, it. <laughs> it was
2: it was and it was hot and it took us about 45 minutes almost to an hour to wow. get to get them out and um fortunately his wing wasn't broken and he was in pretty good physical shape and how do i know that because i carried him (laughs) i carried him for like a mile in a towel and um, we called marine rescue which is what you should always do anytime you come across an injured mammal or bird or squirrel or sea life and you call marine rescue and they come out so they came out and collected him in a Looks like he's going to be okay, and hopefully he'll be able to fly again. He didn't have a broken wing, but he had a little bit of flesh damage. To
1: wow! It. Are, in, are the are the is the Marine Rescue folks? Are they the same people that put up the signs that tell you not to take a selfie with the sea lions? Probably. <laughs> have you seen those signs? They're great. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I I've got a blow-up kayak now, and when I do go over there, they have a they actually have a sign. That says, "Do not take selfies with the sea lions."
1: <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> but there are there's so many sea lions. It's the little launch point, you know, where everybody takes their kayaks right there at the end of Victoria, really? right Is before it... you come around over there. And yeah. there's a lot of sea lions. Oh, right? a lot of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. right
2: there in Silverstrand.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, Tommy had. Yeah, uh, he had one that was trying to block him from coming in. I don't yeah. think he knows. I noticed. Yeah. I noticed that you took a while to come in because that guy kept getting in your like, way. Yeah, I, I would. I would. Uh,
2: <laughs> Silver Strand Beach in the summertime is pretty mellow so you might be able to, to launch your kayak right along the jetty there when we used to surf there we'd paddle out along the jetty but yeah that could be pretty dangerous because some things you ever see them move quickly they can't move quickly
1: yeah well that's where that's why we started going over onto where the w- water yeah. is more calm but yeah you see those guys out there they just seem like they're playing with people they'd go up yeah. and start barking at them and then go away and come well back. look how comfortable they are in the water yeah they yeah
3: can.
0: They one came super close to me. I paddled away since I didn't want any stowaways trying to tip me over. Yeah. You, yeah. you know? Was yeah, it so, scary?
2: Did it scare you?
0: Um, it surprised me. It didn't really scare me, but I decided I did not want to fall into the ocean today, which is why I um, paddled away.
1: Yeah. You'll have to yeah. check out the video. I, I posted it today on my at XL comic, the, the Instagram. Yeah. And um, he's... he's Paddling, and he's paddling, and then all of a sudden you just see the sea sea lion kind of pop his head up and he go, Arr! and then you just see like without a stop in motion, all of a sudden he goes turns, and he turns in the exact opposite direction. Him. No, oh, they're
2: like dogs. Good. They remind me of dogs in yeah. the water, like because they're the way they look,
1: and yeah. you know they're all happy. Yeah. And if
0: there, was, if there was a dog that ran in front of you, you'd probably turn away from it, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Remember, these, especially if he these, comes up just barking at you. Yeah, these remember. Yeah, remember these are, these are like, these sea lions can get big.
2: Yeah, they're like 2,000 pound dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and they're like the ultimate submarine kayak because they could, you know, they're yeah very mm-hmm. agile in uh-huh. the water. But um, if anyone out there, if you ever have uh, a need to call Marine Rescue, the number is 805-567-1505.
1: And we've actually seen where they've ha- had to come out because there was. We've seen a sick sea lion right there at yeah. our, our lo- beloved Lajanel. We've yeah. we've actually seen where they, they've, their efforts have been. Yeah. Sometimes they just leave a little area to protect them if they, you know, yeah. there's not a lot you can do for them. But yeah. they also do everything they can to rehabilitate as well.
2: Yeah, and you know, yeah. it's funny because, you know, um,
1: seeing what we saw this weekend,
2: the amount of trash and stuff out there from the other side of the lagoon it, it's it just a wake-up call that we got to do more and more and, you know yeah. we've been doing a lot mm-hmm. we really have And i know that you you're getting into it now with your little bucket and picking up stuff and
1: well not only am i getting like i like i picked up a ton of trash what day was it we were yeah. that we first went a few days uh, ago yeah it was, was it friday over I there think it friday, yeah. i think it was friday i think it was friday yeah no, no, we, I was doing yeah. it right there at the little um kitty uh, beach. The little, yeah, they call it the Kitty beach. Oh is that what they call it? yeah, That's so much garbage out there. Yeah.
2: They should call it the sea lion beach now, <laughs> yeah, the sea lines have taken over <laughs> yeah, they so are.
1: um i I mean, I filled the the trash bucket up a couple times, and yeah. then I couldn't believe it was just such a big dis- disgusting, so much trash again, yeah. just two days, two, three days later, and you're like, Dude, what is going on? And and you think, yeah. you know, there should be one or two people that are going. You know, I'm going to pick up some trash on my on my way out. And yeah. I do notice that people are inspired. I had a couple of different people that um that that came up and. Uh, some young ladies who were yeah. nannying, mm-hmm. and they yeah. had they let the had their little youngins help participate, which I thought was kind of fun.
2: That's really good to, yeah. to have those encounters, yeah. and people catch on and want to help. I mean, because
1: anyone could do it, you could do it, huh?
0: Yeah, I actually, when I was kayaking, um, my first time out there, I found an ice cream wrapper with a worm on it. And yeah, yeah, we're gross, gonna do
1: some kayak but, cleanup because I, I picked yeah. up a kayak as well, and we're gonna go oh, do yeah? some kayak cleanup together because there's a lot of trash in the water. Yeah, yeah. I, like I've pulled a, a lot of trash directly out of the water.
2: Yeah, and you know what they say, every litter bit helps. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Every litter bit, hope helps. so, <laughs> helps to get it out of there. But yeah, we you know we're we're coming up on our eight year anniversary of Whidbey Beach cleanup. Yeah, August 15th, I believe in um, you know um. I'm not good at keeping data, you know, but I could estimate thousands of buckets.
1: Oh, yeah. Thousands and thousands of pounds, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I've seen just from the pictures I've seen. You're, yeah. you're looking at, yeah. And how many uh, marine life animals, you know, have you saved in the process?
2: Yeah, I would hope a, a lot. I mean, yeah, it's it's staggering. Um, and a lot of it floats in from those ships out there, right? Yeah. You know? And we, we learn... A lot. Um, people do litter, but also the other part of it is there's a lot of trash floating in. And so, you know, yeah. there's a whole history of ships dumping trash in the ocean. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Navy is pretty famous for it too. Not only trash, but nuclear waste. There was a time where they would just throw barrels over, you know, wow. and there, there's different areas. I think in the port, they have an area that there's some pollution that they have um, contained in a. Cap, I call it a cap, but uh-huh. a cap, and they've covered it, and so,
1: right, it's just there. It's just there. It supposedly can't get out. Yeah, yeah. Just avoid yeah. avoid space.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but we've heard of other things, you know, back in the fifties and stuff. You know,
1: well, you're setting a great example for people though. When you're the way that you're doing it, I just love it. I think it's a, a an amazing. You know, people
2: come, families come out. Um, you know, it's pretty cool. And kids yeah. come out and they have a good time with their mom and their dad. Then they go surfing or they play games and yeah so
1: well anytime somebody says because I, I get I don't know I'm sure you get even more but I would probably you know twenty thank yous at least yeah. every time I every time I do it and I just say and, hey. and
2: you know like the first time you did it did you feel like you're on probation or something no not at all. I did I did no. and that was my biggest um, hurdle to get over with of like I was like self insecure that people were gonna think I'm on probation. <laughs>
1: No doing uh, my community service hours. No, when somebody says something to me, I just say, Hey, they they aren't charging me for parking. The least I could do is to, yeah. you know, leave it better than I it was when I got here, yeah. you know? And that's kind yeah. of how I really think about it. You know, my yeah. kids out there having a blast. I'm yeah. Yeah. sitting here just kind of waiting for him to come back. The least I could do is pick up some trash. Yeah, there was a guy in
2: Waineme named Ted Waddell and he was the original white bucket guy and um I always was I would see this guy all the time. He always had his bucket, and he always would pick up trash wherever he'd walk. And I, I always thought to myself, I could do that, and I should do that. And um, when he passed away, and I wasn't surfing as much as I should have because I'd get hurt. <laughs> so anyways, I started doing it. And um, like I said, at first I was insecure, Like, but now it's just a habit. And it's. I feel bad when I don't have my bucket you know, because you walk by and you see a piece of trash and it's like,
1: uh, yeah, I don't want to touch it with my hands. No, you don't want to touch it with your hands. And I had a, I mean, without getting too graphic, I had a situation where I yeah. picked something up that was really, really nasty. And it yeah. was like to where I had to go rinse the bucket, rinse my grabber. Yeah. And I had to, that's yes, Tommy, I was like, I'm not, I don't really want to pick up food on the way home. I need to wash myself <laughs> as soon as I get back. And, you know, but yeah. if I didn't pick it up, guess what? Yeah. I'd still be there right now. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. imagine imagine like a kid crossed that yeah be like i never want to go to the beach again mommy
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah we don't want that we want people to come back to the beach and do what you're doing like start having a a whole cache of memories you know
1: so the hope of what we could do is, is is maybe like uh, find all of uh, somebody in each town along the coast and say, "Hey, look, man, why don't you?" And you don't have to be on the coast to do beach cleanup because no, you, you know what? Yeah, there's just as much trash in the parking lot. There's yep. just as much trash, and that stuff all yep. makes its way into yep. our oceans, and our rivers, comes our down lakes, the creeks, yeah, the drains.
0: Even if it's not, like you'll never know. A bird could see it, think it's food. It happens yeah. just, all the time. You know, yeah, so. <laughs> It's not. It's not just saving sea animals. It's saving all life.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. like this. This pelican. It had a lure. It was in a plastic fence, and then it had fishing line around its leg, and um, getting that. The ne- The the lure was most important, and um, when I carried it back, um, and put it in the water. That had to be
1: terrifying, by the way. I know that was terrifying. It
2: was. It was terrifying, but. We couldn't just leave it out there because it was hot and dry, and there's nothing out there to help it. You know, Mm -hmm. plus we called marine rescue, and you know we made a commitment to get it down to the lifeguard tower so that they could have a, uh, you know, a place. What do you call it? A landmark? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, but yeah, hopefully this guy uh, survives and can fly again. I think he will.
1: He looked like he was a pretty tough little dude. Tough. I mean, when I say little, he's huge. huge. <laughs> I can't imagine you him. Yeah. He Looked like he was almost your size. He kept
2: turning around, big. biting my ear and stuff. Oh. oh, stop! I'm trying to help you. Yeah, <laughs> so I had, to, had to end up like holding his his beak, you know. And and he calmed down, but I, he had a lot of strength in him. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. a big bird. Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah. I mean you'll never know. Maybe biting ears is a thank you in bird language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like This is
2: a way of saying thanks for taking the yeah, three hooks like, out of my neck, my back and my wings. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's like,
0: thanks to compliment you. I'm gonna tell you your ear is tasty.
2: <laughs> yeah, all salty. Oh by the way, there's a little bug on there that came off for of me. Let me get him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So every episode we pick a we let Tommy kind of pick out a ship that that we talk about. We always okay. pick I guess that's a little uh, inside baseball for anybody listening, but Tommy's kind of the one that picks out the ships and uh we discuss it a little bit. And what, the ship that he selected for today's episode is the Britannic. My question for you is do you know anything about the Britannic?
0: I think Queen Elizabeth? No? No. The um, the Britannic was a um she was a sister ship to the Olympic. I'm not sure if you could consider a sister ship to the Titanic because I think she was Titanic's replacement. Since we all know what happened to Titanic. Oh. Um, yeah. So the Olympic uh, was yeah. the
1: Titanic sister ship. Titanic yeah. sank. And, and then. Uh, and we're, we're going to talk the, about the Olympic in the yeah. next episode, right?
0: Yeah. What's well, great about the Britannic? Um, feels <clears throat> like. The Britannic
2: was that also related to the Queen Mary? No. No. No.
0: Um, she was a hospital ship. When oh she yeah. Was, when she was built, she had to go. She had to go straight into war after she was built.
1: What a lot of people don't don't understand, which I, I'm sure you probably do, is that during the time of war, World War II, uh-huh. the the War Commission, you know, acquisitioned all these ships, well, including our and L. Yeah, this uh-huh. is.
0: This is World War One, though.
1: Oh, this is World War One. Yeah, I remember oh, okay.
0: Titanic sank in nineteen
1: twelve. But he was, re- but they were requisitioned still too, though, right? Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, I'm sure they were. Well, I don't know. This is Britain, so I'm not sure if Britain requisitions ships or not. They probably do. Yeah, they do.
1: Yeah, they're uh, they're part of the Allied forces. W- part w- of the same World
2: thing. War One was pretty nasty, right? Yeah. It was yeah, like yeah. trench war, right? It was yeah. uh, I remember. Prolonged.
0: Yeah. The uh, the Britannic Ended up becoming a hospital ship for World War One. It was really cool. It was painted up yeah. with
1: the hospital crosses yeah, it and the, stuff. It yeah, really that's pretty.
2: basically like saying, don't shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, right? well, the well, red cross. Not, yeah, because yeah.
0: that's the
1: rule. You're not really supposed yeah. to
0: do Yeah, you're not supposed to. Yeah, legally you're not. Um, it's war, a war crime. Yeah. yeah, it's a war crime to shoot down a um, uh, hospital ship. But... Uh, the they had these land they had these undersea mines, you know, and they yep. stuck. To, they came up and they, oh, the boy tank, um paddled over there. Over. And they one triggered home. one. And yeah, they triggered one, and it blew up the part of the ship, and well, it with sea. the hospital ship. Yeah, hospital mm. ship. Really. Yeah, amazingly though, there wasn't very many injured soldiers on there. And only like 30 people died. Oh,
2: only 30, but that's out, still well, out of, tragic. A thousand and sixty, wasn't over it? Over a
0: thousand and sixty, yeah.
2: Oh, so there's a thousand sixty on board? Yeah, and only thirty died. Did the ship
1: sink? Did the Britannic yeah. sink? Yeah, it did. It's
0: like, what's amazing is that. And it wreck, sank quickly,
1: too, right? Isn't that the one that sank pretty yeah, quickly?
0: Like 30 minutes. Yeah, half an hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you it, think
1: Titanic took two hours to it, sink? Yeah.
0: What, what's amazing, though, is that you can still see a wreck today. I think it's around. Definitely the southern Atlantic, but, yeah. In the
1: southern Atlantic. Yeah. It's not, it super, wasn't, wasn't super. too far away from sh- American Shore, or was it?
0: Um, I don't know. I think it's over by the Bahamas, maybe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they, yeah. Would, they wouldn't hit a, lo- a, Two, a,
1: a water yeah. mine close to America.
0: <laughs> 200 feet. Um, she's 200 feet deep, and her, uh, what's amazing is that when when she was sinking, she actually touched the bottom of the sea. She touched the seafloor before she went all the way down. So she
1: was like oh elevated yeah. like that. If she was still sticking out of the water.
0: Yeah, she was still sticking out of the water. Then she eventually sank. Evened out. Yeah, the um, the the wreck is still in really really great shape. Uh, you can still tell it was once a ship, and um, you know,
2: I was watching a thing last night on Netflix, I think, and about a Spanish ship that sunk in the Caribbean. And this guy sold his company, bought a little flotilla, a navy basically, and he went down and he got the, the government to give him the exclusive rights to, to bring up all the gold and lost treasure. Oh. It's amazing how, and, he, and people thought he was crazy for doing it because he, he divested, he cashed everything in and moved down there. And um, they recovered gold and jewelry, all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh wow! It's really, it's really you—you'd really like this story because this goes, this goes back to sailboats. Yeah. I mean, the the Spanish pirate days. Yeah, Yeah. the Spanish, uh, you know, the big sails, yeah, their gold coins and all their spice and whatever their their booty
1: they call it. Yeah, different meaning than it is now on the hip hop charts. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what? Um, who was responsible for bringing the Britannic down?
0: Um, it was a uh, undersea mine. I don't know who placed it. They didn't say, but um, that's what brought her down.
2: Probably the Germans, right? The Germans were on the other yeah. side of that conflict. I think
0: maybe I'm not sure because it was down in. I'm pretty sure it was down somewhere in the southern Atlantic.
1: So the, U, the USS Borenquin, which eventually became, after a few name changes, became La Genelle, right. Um, was requisitioned by the War Commission and became also a transporter slash hospital ship. As we know, it served in uh, Normandy. We found one graphic of, uh, uh, hopefully we'll find more, but we found one graphic of of La Janelle as a warship it looked kind yeah. of interesting so, and that is awesome. that predates um, Bahama star oh it predates Bahama star right yeah uh, she was I believe what built in 30 and then went yeah, into 31 or yeah. 31 and then went right into war pretty quickly after um, that right
0: well the war was well the Queen Mary was built in 1936 so she definitely the Queen Mary had a few years um, of transatlantic service before then by the way um,
1: when did the war started? What like was it like forty early forties, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, around yeah. that time. Um, by the way, the the born Quinn um, SS born Quinn um, actually um, she didn't do transatlantic travel. She was I'm not sure what she was doing before then before the war, but I know it wasn't transatlantic.
1: You know, oh, because she was Caribbean cruise. That's right. Yeah. You know, and, I, was tra- it, I forget transatlantic. When I think Caribbean, I think yeah. that they're going across the ocean, but they're really not going as far as you
2: think. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, I was thinking that we should remind the listeners of the Loginelle. What's the Loginelle? Well, the Loginelle, in this crazy twist of fate and historic journey, What I mean, it's, it has a long life, but it ended up on Silver Strand Beach. And um, um, Tommy and Tom go visit it quite frequently, and it's become a real draw. And that's what kind of got us into this conversation. But so to anyone out there that you know, you, you hear us keep saying La Janelle, La Janelle. Well, La Janelle was a ship that was previously named the Bahamas Star, mm-hmm. previously
1: named it started in 31 as the boring Quinn, the boring, be, queen. and then it became uh, born. And then Puerto it, Rico, yeah, then the Puerto then Rico, then the
0: O's oh, the star, then the, the Bahamas star. star, then the Bahamas, then star. La Janelle.
2: Then so La if Janelle.
1: anybody out there has
2: ever owned a boat, you know that um, there's two great days of a boat owner's life: the day you get it <laughs> and yeah. the day you get rid of it. And I'm sure that's the same way with ships. And then yeah. it's customary, right, to rename the ship mm-hmm. when you when you buy a ship. Yeah. Just like we got a new dog this weekend, and um, we
1: uh, renamed
2: him. Oh, yeah, we we that. rescued him, so we renamed him.
1: We did that as well. I, I think the rescues just go A B C D E F G. I think they just keep going. And because our dog's name was Janice, and she didn't look like a Janice, so we changed her name immediately.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> our
1: dog's name was
2: Sandy, and then um, it was rescued from Bakersfield. From our friends in Malibu and then so um, they named them oh I can't even remember I didn't like the name I think it was like Bolty or something, mm. something weird
1: I love the name you picked out though
2: yeah and so like we're trying to think about it we're like okay well, we're looking at all the signs driving from Wainimi to Malibu trying to come up with names and uh, what's halfway between Malibu and Wainimi Magoo Wait, Magoo so we named our dog Magoo <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know the Mugu Sand yeah. Hill? you've gone up that once yeah, or twice. I was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: you see the rocks and everything. But, but going back to the ship. So you know the same kind of deal. I imagine. Like, what do you name a ship that's going to be a hospital ship in World War II? I don't know, hospital ship, or do you put a number on it, or I don't know how they did it. But.
1: Well, they just changed it from uh, Bor- the U. US- I think it was the USS Born Quinn to to no, USA. No, it was Born Quinn.
0: SS Borenquin, then USA Borenquin. Yeah,
1: so it's a, the United States Acquisition Borenquin. So, and did they did they
2: address it with a, a red cross so to mark oh. it? I'm sh- i sure. Um, they- when we saw it, it
1: was kind of camouflage. Yeah. So I think when the the picture that we have, it was kind of like in the. Um, I'm guessing because you know they had ships some that were close and some that were further away all along the coastline there and it looks like in the ship in the picture look it's black and white it's kind of hard to tell but it looks like it's it's camouflage we'll have to take a closer look at that that's one of the things I want to do is get that the actual picture so i can see it up close and yeah you know because you can only see so much on a digital image that's for sale or whatever <laughs> yeah
2: no i re- i recall um looking at the bahama star but it, it looked pretty fresh in the photograph it was a color photograph right? yeah right
1: oh yeah postcard yeah we have a few of the bahama star we had it we found out that we had a few uh he noticed that a few of them weren't weren't the correct ship because yeah. the new bahama star is not the same as the bahama star when um the Bahama Star had been sold. That the company—I forget what the, the line. What was the line that they, that they were with? Um, but they, they came they came up with another the new Bahama Star.
0: Eastern Steamship Lines. Yeah, the Eastern yeah. Steamship. But lines. it's it's
2: yeah, the same ship, Star. but they kind of no no.
1: It's not they they, nope. they it's a complete. It doesn't even look the same. You could tell by looking at it yeah. that it's a different ship. But they called it the new Bahama Star, and then for a little while it actually ran under the name Bahama Star. But so, what
2: happened to the old Bahama Star?
0: became Lajanelle.
1: It became Lajanelle. Be- oh, really? It yeah.
2: became Lajanelle.
1: Yeah. And it was only Lajanelle. I believe we found... You found a picture, right? Where you can see that it says Bahamas Star on the... Yeah. It never had the Lajanelle printed. She, she never changed her yeah. name on the bow. So she may still be the Bahamas Star, as th- far as we know. That's
0: what I think. I don't think her name was ever Lajanelle. I think her name's Bahamas Star forever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that That's... Isn't that, that kind of crazy?
2: It is kind of crazy because... You know, we've always, everyone around here is like,
0: Lodging out.
1: Yeah.
2: So, yeah.
0: Lodging out. Usually, when I refer to her, I say Bahama Star.
1: Yeah. Well, when you know the yeah. backstory and how some of those great stories and the the Carl Brown going and saving the people from the Yarmouth Castle, as we discussed on a previous episode.
2: Yeah. But, such a cool ship. But now I'm kind of perplexed. Like, okay, so when it was Bahama Star, before that, it was a hospital ship. U.S.S. USA, USA Borenquin. USA Borenquin. And before that it was a Born Quinn. Built Borenquin, yeah. And then before that was it, dried, it
1: was, was it being built? It was yeah, it was metal. <laughs> it was hunks of metal and wood yeah. before that. <laughs> right.
2: So it, so the its
1: life span then starts around thirty one. Yeah. Thirty one. I think it was built in thirty, commissioned yeah. in thirty one.
0: Um no built Ish. built in thirty one. Why would they commission it ten years before the war?
1: Oh, not commissioned. Yeah, I, I was using words I didn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> you were corrected <laughs> by a 13-year-old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be 14 in a couple of weeks. And he's not just a typical 13-year-old. He's also the hockey player of the week.
3: Oh, yeah. My, yeah. I, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should, that's what we should close the episode on, talking about that, because we've got about two minutes left. What do you think? Yeah. How would you feel being player of the week?
0: I felt great.
1: How did that happen? What did you do?
0: Well, I think uh, I think when I was playing out there, the coach just said that I listened to everything he, sa- he said. That's you know? good. Yeah, and then I also was working extra hard. And
2: you're coachable.
1: You work hard. That, yeah. Those are two really good attributes. Everyth- everything is dad, isn't? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, his coach said, he goes today, and you know, because I have had a, a very important show to me. My buddy Danny Casson, who uh-huh. run the Oxnard K nine for years, he had his retirement party, so I had to rush to. Uh, over to Moore Park to get to his party but I went to the locker room to say goodbye to him Uh and luckily as I was untying the skates the coach starts his post-game speech and he's like you know today's player of the game you know he does everything I ask from from him Um, I know I can count on him Um, he always works hard and like he just you know, this stuff. And meanwhile, I'm just getting my stuff, getting ready to leave. And he goes, Tommy. And I don't even know if he realized it at that second. But it so was did such you, a great we're, we're,
2: Did you, like, realize, man, he's really working hard this week. Man, yeah. he's really listening yeah. to everything the coach is saying. Yeah.
1: And we talk a lot of the, about a lot of that stuff in the car all the time. We yeah. talk about, you yeah. know, putting our hearts into it yeah. and reaching levels. And, you know, what do we want out of the things we do? You know, yeah. it's okay if you only want to, you know, yeah, it, get exercise. It, it, yeah, it's okay if you want to get a surfboard and you only want to go surfing once a month or whatever, but you kind of have to decide that cuz if yeah. you want to go surfing once a month and be goofy then, you know, maybe we're not going to pay, you know, an instructor to <laughs> give <Right>. you <laughs> $30,000 surf lessons. Right. But, you know, so we talk we talk we just talk about all that kind of stuff.
2: So Tommy here in uh, the city of Port Wyneemi, you know, one of the things that we strive extremely hard is connecting with youth cuz some youth Uh, don't have a committed parent like you have. And so we have to find ways to connect them to positive engagement. And um, when kids work hard and get rewarded and understand the value of hard work, it's going to transform into so many different things, not just hockey. So yes, we're excited for you being named Hockey Player of the Week, Mm -hmm. but we're more excited to know that you work hard and you listen (laughs) to instruction. And that's, that's
1: something that'll benefit
2: you all the way through life.
1: I agree. I'm so proud to be your dad, dude. And not just because of the hockey stuff. Like that's the, you know, when I, I, on the cake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every coach I've talked to, to every coach he's had has told me that he's a coachable. He's like every coach's dream because he does what he's told and he tries to improve. And he's not, you know, he's not out there trying to call for the puck every play. He's not trying to make it about him. He wants to do what he can. And, You know, he knows where his um, weaknesses are and he knows and he works on those and he knows where his strengths are and he tries to use that to help his team.
2: Well, right on. Congratulations for that. That's really great accomplishment.
1: Yeah, it really is. Yeah. (laughs) So what do we have coming up? We're going to go ahead and uh, and do an extended, uh, a slightly extended episode. We're going to go right to 40 minutes because I'll explain the math later, but it's (laughs) fine if we go 40 minutes um and so what do we have coming up as far as beach cleanup when is it how can we get involved we want everybody to know
2: every saturday we meet at the alaska 261 memorial here in winemi beach and uh, i get there at seven thirty. our official start time is eight thirty, and we quit at 10 and you know you just put into it what you want to put into it if you want to walk on the pier and pick up cigarette butts so be it if you want to walk along the curb and the walkway fine but wherever you go and there's trash, pick it up, put it in the bucket, and um, we have a really good time. We have a, a really good group of people that come out—kids, parents.
1: It's also a, a fun and, dare I say, therapeutic thing to do when you're not when you're not picking up really disgusting things. Yeah, it is. Uh,
2: you could still. Yeah, it's therapeutic regardless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Yeah, you're, I, I, uh, <laughs>
1: you're kind of right. I mean, but. I guess no. I still got a lot out of it today. I'm not saying that, but I was that 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 little moment. Like, oh come on, why do we have to do this? Uh, <laughs> yeah. is, yeah. You've yeah. been there more than I have. No,
2: and and thus the importance for washing your hands. Yeah. Afterwards, we, uh, you know, the the grabber is a, is the greatest invention I think of all time. Mm-hmm. It really, is. especially you get an ergonomic handle; It doesn't hurt your hand. Mm-hmm. But you could pick up the littlest things. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, having, you know, that distance between your hand and that is, is really nice. And then yeah. it goes into your bucket and then your bucket becomes nasty. And so, you know, you have to clean it out every now and then with bleaching yeah. water. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh. But believe me, it's like, um, yeah, I have a lot of buckets that need some attention right now.
1: Was... No, maybe we'll do a beach, yeah. the bucket clean, bucket
2: out day. clean up. Right. I usually go yeah. down to, to, uh, to the trash, uh, the public works area and, uh, Use a pressure washer, which is kind of hard to do because the bucket wants to run. So we, we line them up against a wall and like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff flies all over the place yeah. and,
1: oh yeah. Yeah, check it. your distance with the pressure washer. That might that might help too. Yeah, <laughs> you go right up to a, a bucket and blast it.
2: Sure, yeah, it'll, <laughs> it'll blast back at you. But
1: I have a pressure washer. It's one of my favorite tools. I love yeah. it. I just love wow. it. They're great for
2: the side of a house, but. Flashing down a bucket, not so much.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. If you get something small, yeah. And not to mention, it will shoot right straight through a bucket, too. If a bucket's been in the sun a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's another interesting thing about
1: beach cleanup
2: is that a bucket has a life expectancy about
1: two years in
2: the sun. And when it gets to the point of no return, it literally will fall apart on yeah, you. Yeah. Big break. time. Yeah. Huh. And it uh, just goes to show you that's why it's important to get plastic off the beach because eventually it deteriorates to small pieces and then it gets out there and they you know they find it in the food chain
1: yeah it's eventually getting to smaller and smaller fish and smaller animals and yeah yeah Yeah. it's i I, it really opens your eyes i i I put it on my one of my social medias i was like everybody should have a bucket and a grabber in your car you'd be surprised because it's you know you feel good after doing it but you look and you really start to notice you're like wow good. we, we really are disgusting
2: yeah it adds yeah. up and uh you know there's some countries that I haven't been to Malaysia or Singapore but they they take it to a whole new level like littering is a like the equivalent of a felony over there oh okay <laughs> yeah yeah they're serious they're like yeah. you will not litter <laughs> yeah but um you know we're not like that but you know, people want to be responsible. And I think when uh, more and more people are leading by example, you yeah. know, like yeah. that's what you're doing, whether you realize it or not, on your hockey team. You know, you're yeah. you're you're leading by example. You may not be the best player, you may not be the guy with all the goals, but you're you're working hard and you're doing what your coach coach asks you to do, and that's super important.
1: Yeah, it's important enough for the coach to include it in his speech in front of everybody. You know, like that's that's kind of one of the reasons why he he pointed you out, you know?
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So when you think about ships and captains and crewmates and all this stuff that goes on around here, you know, it takes people that are hard workers and can follow instructions. And uh, otherwise, you see what happens when... uh, Ships getting in trouble and captains make bad decisions. Yeah. Do you think that captain is going to be recognized as being the captain of the week? Yeah. Right. With the guy, you know?
0: Captain of the Yarmouth Castle, abandoned at the height of the emergency. Yeah, I mean,
2: that's not going to go... That doesn't bode well for, for yeah. you know,
1: most valuable captain. I wonder if... Because, you know, you always think when you see people in a position of power, and there's certainly a captain as a position of power. Some, some people pursue it for other reasons and and when the stuff hits the fan that's when you kind of figure out what those reasons are sometimes yeah because a lot of these guys end up being not a lot of them i shouldn't say that because it's a very small percentage that end up being kind of cowardly and bail a yeah, very and, very small percentage
2: right and um 99 of all voyages nowadays go on without a hitch Oh, I And they come in the port of Wainimi, the banana boats, right? That's a great example. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could talk about bananas sometime, but the amount of bananas that come to this port systematically, you know, they get complacent, and uh, but they're delivering. They say that there's so many bananas you can line them up around the world twice. I think. Wow. The, the yearly wow. amount of bananas that come into the port of Wainimi can be lined <laughs> lined up. That's crazy. Yeah. I know it's crazy.
0: How do you get the money to do, to hire people to do that? <laughs> well, it, I, I well, don't to do that. Break it doesn't or,
1: seem like a very practical practice, but, right? But, but it, break a record. <laughs> yeah, get in this world.
2: Yeah, how would you float them time them together? But the bottom line is, is that it's a lot of bananas. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: and they got to come in every week. But um, back to the captains, like so. There's, I don't know how many thousands of captains operating ships around the world, but by and large they all do a really good job they 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 make their destination without an incident sometimes they break down and they get fixed on the way you know we had a ship i think we talked about it a while ago that you know got delayed in the panama canal for 2 days why yeah. cuz its anchor got stuck oh yeah like what did it get stuck yeah. in you know? well i we don't want to talk about that because somebody is
1: responsible for that <laughs> Oh, boy, that was really loud. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good way to yeah, wow, that cut was it off. Really loud. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was our minute and a half warning. But... <laughs> Not that anybody would have known that that's what it was. <laughs> that, was that was a good. good one. I'm just throwing out random warnings. <laughs> that was a good
2: warning, though. got yeah. our attention.
1: That was super loud. So we have, a, isn't there like a, a port days or something like that coming up? At yeah, port, right? there,
2: um, on the 20, I have to look at my calendar, but I believe it's... August 26th and 27th, um, we're having the Wainimi Beach Festival. And then on September 23rd is the Banana Festival, the Port of Wainimi Banana Festival. So, that, you know, why do they call it the Banana Festival? Because I think that's their number one client, like Chiquita Banana,
1: you know. Chiquita and the, uh, what's the other one that was uh, out there? Del Monte. Del Monte. Del Monte. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we will get those dates for sure on the next episode. And um, thank you so much for listening to Port and stuff. It's so much fun to sit and talk with you guys and do all that. Do you think you are going to be able to pull it up in twenty seconds?
2: Yeah, August twenty oh. sixth and seventh. August Wainimi Beach Festival.
1: Yeah, we're going to be. Is that? Are we going to be at that one and the and the Banana Festival? Yeah, we'll go to both. Yeah, the
2: we'll Wainimi go. Beach Festival is a two day event. The Banana Festival is a one day event. And that's occurring on September 23rd. So, yeah, we'll be able to do both. Sounds
1: good. Thanks for listening to Port and Stuff.